Well, today we had a groundbreaking moment. Um, this morning we did something that we haven't done for four months and that is we went to a cafe. Wow, what a moment! How exciting that was! Uh, it was outdoors of course, but uh, it was great and it made me I think, quite appreciative of the small things of life really. Um, you know, just getting out and being able to sort of um, just some, spend some time outside. It was great, really good. Our normal little venture forth is to the canal, well, to the footpath on by the canal, which is, um, you know, close to where we live on Washway Road. And, and Irvin and I were, were wandering along the canal um, the, other, uh, the other day. And uh, as we walked along the footpath, we saw um, these couple of Canada geese, and they looked quite sort of uh, aggressive, really. And we thought, oh, what are they doing there? right in the middle of the footpath and as we paused to have a look we realized that they were there protecting their families because there was a little flock of goslings with the mum on the canal side and then another little flock of goslings with their mum on the um foot on the footpath the verge side and you know we just stopped for a minute and just sort of delighting really in these two little families and as we were doing that this jogger, this guy jogging, powered past us and his eyes fixed on the goal. You know, he was intent on getting as many miles in as he possibly could before he had to do whatever next he had to do. Um, and no sooner had he powered past than uh, a cyclist came zooming behind him and again, eyes forward, um, fixed on the way ahead, looking at, you know, looking at his goal, wherever he was going. And we sort of looked at each other and I thought, what a shame, you know, what a shame. Those two missed this family scene, you know, they just didn't, they missed this little thing that was happening by the canal side. Um, and it made me think about something that Timo said last week, because I was very, also like you, Dave, very touched by, uh, by uh, Timo's message last week um, about this, this, journeying with God, you know, this, this walking day by day with Jesus and having the opportunity just to stop and look and share sort of life with him. Um, and the other thing that Timo was talking about last week was um, glory. And so this week I've been sort of um, thinking about glory and uh, want to share just a few of my own ideas that I felt God's given me this week. It's a real big subject. I said to Irvin earlier and I said, I feel more nervous talking about this than I have for ages because it's like, how do you talk about glory? I mean, what is glory? Well, I looked up in the dictionary like you do do, you know, and it's brilliance, it's splendor, it's dazzling brightness, it's awesome beauty. It's like God out there. It's like, you know, God, glory. Um, so it just seems it's difficult to kind of um, somehow tie that in with my mundane little existence where day by day good things happen, lots of good things happen and so on. Anyway, I thought I'm still going to do it. So I looked at what Jesus said about glory and he said two things in John 17 when he was praying for his disciples. He said, first of all, I want you to see my glory. Okay, that was the first thing he said. And then the second thing he said was, I want to share my glory with you. In fact, I want to give you my glory. 
Well, the first, gazing on his glory, I think that is something that we have come to um, just to learn to do and to appreciate and to love. And we've just done it, haven't we? And you almost feel after that, what, where else do you want to go, really? I mean, you just want to stay there, don't you? But then there's this whole idea of him giving us his glory. So how does that work? How does that work for us? How do we see it? I haven't felt very glorious this week, you know. Not a lot of that shining brilliance and dazzling beauty. Um, not a lot at all, really. I mean, just ordinary life. So, where do we go with it? Well, um, I was looking at 2 Corinthians chapters 3 and 4, which are great chapters if you want to look at what Paul says about glory. And the first thing he says about glory is that glory came with the law. Now, the law, generally speaking, especially maybe with us grace churches, has got a really bad press, hasn't it? You know, the law brings condemnation and guilt and judgment and ultimately death. I mean, that doesn't sound like good news, really. And yet, the law, when it was given, was probably the best blueprint for just and harmonious community living an individual living that had ever been given. The law came with glory. In fact, so much glory. Do you remember that, um, that Moses had to actually cover his face up? You know, the people said, ah, cover your face up. It's just too bright. It's, this is scary. Um, and so the law came with glory. But that glory dinned. And Moses went back to normal. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a sort of permanent thing. But with Jesus, with Jesus, there's no veil. Now, in the whole narrative of the, um, of the death and, and the burial of Jesus, I mean, a lot of things happened, didn't they, at that time? I mean, it must have been really weird in Jerusalem, like some sort of apocalyptic movie, really. You know, Thunder, lightning, earthquake, dead, rising out of graves. I mean, you know, this is the sort of film that our Sophie loves to watch and she's not allowed to. Well, it was that kind of scenario. But right in the middle of this amazing scene is this little line and it says, both in Matthew and in Mark, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And the veil was removed, you know, the Found that so exciting. The veil over the face of Moses that hid the glory is now disappeared, it's gone. Um, and I'm going to read uh, some verses from 2 Corinthians 3 in the message. The message is really good for just sort of making you sit up and think, I just let the Bible really say that? Right, so I'm going to read it from there. It says, Whenever we turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil, and there we are face to face. Nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. That's, that's pretty great. I mean, gosh, it's, it, it leaves me breathless, but it also leaves me thinking, Okay, so how does that work? Um, you know, even in the Old Testament, um, 
David, Moses, others wanted to see the face of God, didn't they? And in fact, if you remember, in Exodus 33, Moses, who was actually quite cheeky with God, but you know, I think he had the right, because I think God was actually quite cheeky with Moses as well. He asked him to do some really incredibly hard things. So I think Moses had earned the right, you know, to be a bit impudent. So he said to God, God, you know, go on, just show me your glory, show me your glory. And God said, you know, I can show you my goodness, I can show you this, I can show you that, but if no man, he said, no man can see my face and live. So I can't show you my glory, Moses, but I can pass by you and I'll cover you with my hand. I just, oh, I love that sort of little touch. So he showed him the nearest thing to his glory that he could do. But as far as God was concerned, his glory was his face. And I just love this idea that God's face is there for us to gaze at. Um, and I think we just have been gazing into his eyes. I think we have been gazing at his face as we've worshipped him just now. But I'm going to read something from 2 Corinthians 4 because Paul was so practical. You know, he, um, he comes out, doesn't he, with his amazing um, depth of insight and revelation like I've just read you know, this glorious radiance. We are going from one degree of glory to another. And yet, he brings us down to earth as well. And he, he sort of like says, I know that, you know, that is not easy to grasp because we're in the real world and nitty gritty. So this is what he says. If you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. We carry this presage, precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That's to present, I love, I love this bit, listen to this. Uh, that's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. And he goes on to say, as it is, there's not much chance of that, is there? You know for yourselves that we're, we're not much to look at. So Paul is saying, yeah, we're, we're just these earthen pots, we're um, you know, we don't feel glorious. Um, but, you know, I think there are two ways in which we can, in w which I feel, I perceive God's glory in him and in me and in you. The first way is, if, you know, it's to do with taking hold of the truth, isn't it? It's to do with believing. So if I w walk through this world utterly convinced that however improbable it might seem I carry the glory the brilliance the splendor the brightness the dazzle of the presence of Jesus and the face of Jesus then I am going to touch the world in a very in a supernatural way I'm going to change things People's lives will be changed because of what's in me. Um, so as I hug people, as I speak words of wisdom and life into people, as I do things for people that are going to encourage them and lift them up, then I will make a lasting difference in a way. Now, this sounds a bit kind of, um, what's the word? Blowing, 
blowing our trumpets really but I, but I don't think it is because everybody in this world can do those things but I really believe that because we carry the presence of God and the glory of God there is something in us that is transmitted that really does make a change for eternity all right I really believe that and I think as Christians we are different okay and all right well if you think that's a bit sort of grandiose that's what the bible says <laughs> okay where am i up to next yeah so the other way i think is very nitty-gritty because i think each day we have choices we have choices to um to act out of the presence and the goodness of god or to act out of the way our own natural nature would like to act. And so we can forgive that, um, you know, we can choose to forgive that nasty and totally unmerited thing that that person said about us or to us, or we can choose to justify ourselves and to hold that against them, which is like a normal thing, isn't it? But if we, do, we go the forgiveness way, then we... We're actually, I think, displaying God's presence and glory. Um, little things like, am I just going to do what I feel like doing or am I going to put that on one side and do something for somebody else? Little example. Um, a whole day I've spent trying to teach Sophie. Not easy. I'm not that brilliant teacher, I don't think, for Sophie. And she, at the moment, is sick and, sick and tired of you know, 13 weeks of homeschooling. So at the end of that day, at 10 o'clock at night, all I want to do is just have a cup, a cup of hot cocoa. What I really mean is a glass of wine, but actually I don't have that till the weekend because that's my kind of thing. So hot cocoa and just sit with my feet up. And she says, Grandma, will you sing me one of those nice songs? Just come and lie with me in bed. And, you know, and sometimes I actually say, oh, darling, I'm too tired. But other times I just think, okay and I do it and we hug and I just know that I have deposited something in her that is really precious little things God's glory um, I'm going to just tell you a story of um, Rebecca Faulkner okay um, she told, was telling us this the other week um, she was at a hospital and things are quite tense because a lot of things have got to be done and there's a nurse who um, is a very senior nurse and works with Rebecca and is quite a volatile lady. And Rebecca's been given a task to do from another nurse and she's doing her best to do this task but according to the volatile nurse it is not being done properly. So she comes in and she tears a strip off Rebecca. She really dresses her down. Um, she humiliates her in front of other people and I'm thinking how dare she, how could she do this? You know, and then Rebecca, you know, pauses and she said, she says, oh yeah, this, this nurse says to her, if somebody had given me this job to organise in the first place, it would have been done a lot better. And so Rebecca says, and you know what I said to her? And I thought, oh, you suck it to her, Rebecca. Yeah. You know, you just give her that sort of cutting reply that'll put her in a place. Well, she didn't. What she said was, you know, you're absolutely right because you are so good at organising. You are so good at just putting things in place 
that is one of your strengths. And this volatile, aggressive nurse burst into tears. And she went over to Rebecca and gave her a big hug because she, was, she had been feeling so stressed. And, you know, I thought that is releasing <laughs> the glory of God into a situation. Um, and, I don't know, it's, it's just really excited me this week um, to think of how we have the, the power, really, the privilege to, to make those choices and to, and to deposit, um, you know, just deposit God, the presence of Jesus in this world. Um, and that brings me around to full circle, really, because what I started off by saying was that Erin and I stood by the canal and we just really appreciated these two daddy geese um, looking after their families. It was an appreciation thing. And one of the things that has been so precious to me about this lockdown has been the fact that I have connected with so many of you in in a, in a, a deeper way. Um, I think, Hosanni, when you decided to change the Sunday Rota group to um, a social media living loved group, that was one of the best things that has ever happened <laughs> in our church, honestly. Because I now feel, I know so many of you so much better, and I feel, well, not I feel, I do appreciate you. I think so much more than I did. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna tell you something that C.S. Lewis said. Um, he's one of my favorite authors, and he wrote an essay called *The Weight of Glory*. And he said there are no ordinary people, because all of us are destined for eternity. We're eternal beings. And he said next to the holy sacrament, he was an Anglican, so he sort of maybe had a different view from us, but anyway, next to the holy sacrament, your neighbor is the most holy thing you will ever encounter on this planet. Because we are filled with his glory and his grace, you know? We are not ordinary, right? We are glorious beings. And as I finish now, I'm just going to say, that not some of these people aren't here, because, you know, in church life, um, you have, you know, you have a number of people, don't you, who perhaps take more of a leadership role and, and they tend to be the ones who sort of stand at the front and are the ones who, um, you know, do the stuff and, and, and other people look to. And then there are all those who are in the background but are just quietly being Jesus in their own more unassuming ways, if you like. Now, I think loads of people who are, were there are now in the forefront because of what we're doing now, because of the living loved. But I want to, just want to t tell you um, what glory I see in some of those people. And I'm gonna say, Sarah Warrender, in you I see the glory of utter commitment to the causes that you have espoused, utter commitment and self-sacrifice. I see that in you, Sarah Warrender. Sue Wilkes, I see in you a practical generosity and a heart of kindness that is truly the face of Jesus. Wilf Price, I don't think you're here today, but 
and I know now you are in leadership, but I've just seen in you through the years I've known you an integrity and honesty that runs through you like right and runs through a stick of rock. Liz James, I don't think you've made it today, Liz, but I see in you one of my best friends, a very quiet lady, a perseverance and a strength that I aspire to. Sue Rust, I have just come to so, so appreciate you as we've been doing the Zooms, as I've seen you on The Living Loved, and I see you with timely words of wisdom just dropped into situations. And I don't know if Dave Dawson's here today, I haven't seen him, but Dave, I see in you a passion to see people set free. And you know, if I had time, I would just call every one of you out because I see glory everywhere. I see glory everywhere. And you know, I feel that we have a role to do that, to call out the glory in people, to, to encourage it, to, you know, to, to, to see it grow and blossom. Um, B, you put this great um, little thing on Facebook this week. It was like, I'd never seen it before. It was this, it was this lady of colour, and she was talking about cleaning lights. And she, she just was saying, you know, if you clean the light in a room, everything else looks so much brighter. And what I'd like to say, just to finish, really, is just let's, let's clean each other's lights. Let's shine each other up. Let's, you know, let's ring out that glory in each other um, and in a few oh gosh I haven't got my watch on oh it's all right not yet but in a few minutes time some of us and we, you know you don't have to do this it's just a personal thing isn't it but some of us are going to go out there and we're going to clap and we're going to honor um, the people who've been putting themselves out um, and you know risking stuff for for the rest of us and you know I again it's my own personal opinion and you don't have to agree with this but I just believe that as the Bible says that the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, I really believe that through his people, God is filling this earth with glory. And I really believe that that glory percolates and penetrates and that what we see in the generosity and the kindness and the self-sacrifice of people who are out there, we see a glimpse as well of God's glory. I think there's a special way in which we carry his glory, as I said, as his children, that Jesus does share his glory with us in a special way as his people. But I think as his people have been, you know, um, living on this earth and worshipping him over many, many years, over millennia now, I really believe that that glory is percolating through this world and I think as we go out there if we go out there then we will be saying thank you Jesus that you have you know have touched the lives of these people that they are in your image in that sense and there is a touch of you moving through them and and you know blessing our lives as well so well, that's, that's it really, that's, that's what I wanted to share with you. And uh, let's, you know, let's go out there and do it or let's just carry on worshiping Jesus here, whatever, okay? <laughs>